0: Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Content and Caffeine. Oh, Abdul, some, uh, get some, uh, I'm getting some weird uh, feedback when I'm talking to the, into the thing right now. Okay. I yeah, okay. I, heard the same,
1: I heard the same on my end. It's, um, it's like a, a crumbly noise.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's start again. Okay. Hey guys and welcome to the. Sorry. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Content and Caffeine. I'm joined this week by Abdul Shakur. He is the founder of Etika Agency, a community building agency. Abdul, thank you for joining me today.
1: I really appreciate the invite. Um, it's a pleasure to come on the show.
0: Excellent. Great to have you. Um, so, you know, as, as we always do, I'm going to ask you, um, what's your favourite coffee and where in the world is your favourite place to drink it?
1: Oh, So... Um... I tend, I, I'm really a latte fan, so I love a final latte because I really never understood coffee when I was younger, so I never really liked the taste of it. So when I got into coffee, the first thing I actually liked was actually lattes. Um, so the, I started off with lattes. My favourite place to drink it, it's going to be my hometown of Birmingham if I'm honest. Um, I've had some amazing coffee around the world, but I think um, my hometown of Birmingham. There's some really cool, nice, independent coffee places that I love going to. And I think I love supporting the independent businesses, and um, yeah, I, I would say there's definitely a few places in Birmingham that I recommend.
0: Awesome, awesome. I do, I do prefer the independent, independent uh, sort of uh, coffee shops. Is there any single one that's your favorite in Birmingham? In case I'm ever down there, or in case any listeners ever down in Birmingham, UK.
1: Um, uh, Urban Coffee or Two Hundred Degrees. Um, probably between the two
0: okay 200 degrees sounds uh sounds interesting <laughs> interesting next time I'm in Birmingham, i'm going to check those guys out so okay. um let's talk about your agency and, and your background so etiquette agency you guys help companies build communities right so yeah. how did that come about um and what inspired you to get involved in into sort of community building
1: so uh, i've been in business over eight years and and the thing was i, I was a kind of a guy that was kind of a jack of all trades if you want if you want to call it that because i i did different things i you know, I moved on from business to industry. I moved on to different things. So I started, you know, doing the marketing, social media, moved on to building a recruitment business, then invested in an events events, uh, exhibition franchise, then even built a personal development company. And across, and all these skills I learned along the way, all then came back to them and said, actually, you know what? The number one key skill that I've been able to maintain across all of these isn't really social media. It's actually building a community around a specific uh, audience, regardless of which industry I'm in. So that was a key skill that I realized. And then I looked online, did some research, and I thought, okay, how can I differentiate myself? Nobody's really talking about building communities. Yes, people are building communities, companies like WeWork, and there's other amazing SaaS companies that they are building communities. But nobody is really owning that space. And there's only a bit of research done the community building. So if you look at the only sort of platform that are doing it, it's Harvard Business Review. They're the only ones that are really going into detail about the, about the power of building community. So I thought, okay, I want to own that space. And I think it's, it's, it's where the future is going, if I'm honest. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's interesting.
0: You you mentioned um, SaaS companies as well, starting to build communities. It's definitely true in the software space, especially when it comes to uh, open source software. Um, again, the, the the concept is that the the code and 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 you know the, the actual code itself is is open to the public, and therefore communities sort of naturally build around that because people are sort of making their own adjustments and sharing their sharing their uh, sort of uh, additions to the code or, or how they've sort of used the code to build something interesting and naturally in an open source environment uh, communities just sort of build and, and open source software companies they usually facilitate that by having like a forum on their website or or some sort of you know um, some sort of community internal community whether it's like an intranet or an extranet or something like that where
1: mm-hmm. they're sort
0: of always engaging with their with their customers but I do think it's definitely sort of um you know expanding that sort of uh, community spirit is ex- expanding into into software companies that aren't just uh that aren't open source that they, they may be closed source uh software vendors mm. and SaaS companies um but why do you think that is what, why should a software company why should a SaaS company bother with a community and what should that community actually look like is it is it just a forum or could it be something else
1: um there's different ways to go about it i think there's People, the reason why people are building communities now is because it has many advantages. It's not just a marketing tactic anymore. It's actually, for me, it's a business strategy. And I think most people are realizing that it's a very good business strategy to have because you're not only talking about customer success, customer sales, customer service. You're not actually looking at loyalty. You're looking at marketing and brand awareness. You're also looking at how you can innovate and move your product forward by listening to your audience and that feedback. So... For me, there's, it not only solves a lot of problems for our businesses, but it also creates a lot of opportunities too. Um, I'm sorry, what was the, uh, the question after that?
0: Yeah, so the second, one I was, the second question I asked was, what, what does a community look like? Is there, is there a specific thing that it is? is it Because when I think of community, I think of like an online forum. You know, I'm, I'm, a bit, yeah. um, I'm, I'm a little bit old school there where when I was growing up with the internet about 10, 10 years ago, there was loads of and there still are obviously loads of forums so i would join forums about video games and whatnot and that was a community for me but is it you know should a software company looking to build a community should they then just start a forum or is there another way of going about it
1: there's loads of ways to go about it i think now you've got so many different platforms people are using to, to build a community you can even start off by a simple newsletter uh, and have your email, email community as, as a way to reach out to people. But in that email, email newsletter, you can have a series of podcasts, a series of videos. And I've been trying and testing this out over the last couple of years as well, where that's been, it seems to me that as long as I'm adding value to people, regardless of which platform it is, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So for example, you could build Facebook groups, you could build Slack communities, you could build WhatsApp communities, you could build physical offline meetups, but I think the core, the, the key understanding is you can't just look at one platform. You've got to build a community on as many platforms as you can, because now people are looking, people are using different platforms and you don't know where where's the best place to reach someone. So you have to build numerous platforms, which makes it more accessible for everyone.
0: Yeah, good point. I, I, I'd agree with that. So. What you're saying is you know facebook groups linkedin groups um and everything in between right so but how does how does a, a company you know take that if they said they've got their, themselves a small but growing community online if they've opened up a linkedin group and a facebook group and then they may have a forum on the website how do they begin to sort of provide value to those to those community members uh what they, what should they do should i just provide them with, with content should they sort of um, interact with them in a, in a, in a casual way and not in always a professional way. Like for example, I do see some companies, um, again, some software companies that have a forum and the founder of the company and, and the top executives are on that forum and they're engaging very, very casually. Is that something you recommend or should it always be kept quite professional?
1: So totally. yeah, I think the casualness is, is very important because one, you need, again, in a world where everyone's being very professional and very sort of, we need to be human. Because if, you, if we're not human, how are we uh, supposed to build that trust? So for me, one of the key things I'd recommend is you know be casual, be personalized, and be as personalized as you possibly can. But I think one of the ways in there's two ways of kind of going around how you can actually how you can actually do this. One is by bringing people together offline. I think most best comp- of SaaS companies don't think about this. Where they, I would recommend bringing them offline, just bringing them together. Even if it's just, you know, people just turn up and have a drink and have a coffee and then just enjoy themselves and they just get to know each other. I think that's where you of strengthening the community. I think the other is allowing them to be the experts. I think I always have this rule about building a community that you should give the power back to them by allowing them to feel like they're in control and they're dictating. Because what that will then allow them to do, they will then become your ambassador. They will then become your evangelist. And they will then push your community out there for you um, purely because, you know, they feel like they're in control
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and i think something else to touch on is that you know when you have a community of, of, of people that are engaged with the voices at the top of the company or voices from within the company as you say it, it turns them into brand ambassadors it, it suddenly gives them a brand new perspective of what this what this company is right they're not just a uh, software vendor they're not just uh, whatever they whatever product they produce there's actual humans here there's actual people driving this company forward they've got a personality they understand my pains and my issues because they've gone through uh, so on and so forth because I, I heard about, I saw them talk about it on their forum or I saw them mention it on the Facebook group or, you know, I saw, I saw, I saw them mention it um, on their Instagram story. You know, does, does oh, that yeah. come into it as well? Does, does it come into it when, um, does it help to build a community when those voices inside the company sort of uh, personal brand themselves in a way where they're sharing the content through their social channels and, and linking it back into the community?
1: Oh, 100%. I think if, I think the first, I know I have a series of steps that I take my plans to and the first thing that I always say to them is, you, you know, are your employees online? Are, you know, do you have a personal brand? Because I think if you, if you look, I even look at my journey of the last eight years, the only reason why I've been able to shift through all these different industries is purely because of the personal brand bit. So you can take away the business, you can take away everything else, strip, away, strip that away for a second and think about how can I build a meaningful relationship with someone and gain their trust? That's what assassin business is about. That's how long-term retention kind of comes into play. If you want to do that, you've got to strip away that and just be and have a personalized brand and have a personal brand that people can connect with you as a human being.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. And and there is a way to separate, you know, the professional brand um, and your personal brand. And obviously there's a strong link between the two. And obviously you shouldn't go to, uh, beyond limits when you're sort of doing a personal content. Uh, you should always, you know, remain some level of professionalism. But um I do think that some some companies struggle to to, to make that different to, to differentiate like you know, how do I market myself and my company at the same time? I don't want to give the wrong image uh, I don't want inconsistent branding, inconsistent messaging. but I, I think if you just give people an authentic insight, instead of trying to sort of uh, engineer it, if you just do, give them mm-hmm. an authentic insight into you know the CEO and his his day going about sort of managing the company then that's it and that's the authentic truth and you don't have to worry about inconsistencies because if you're, if you're not engineering it then there won't be any inconsistencies it'll just be real. Don't you agree? I,
1: you've, Yeah totally I think you said it perfectly I think the key thing here is, is documentation if you're documenting your journey regardless of where you are who you are in the company and what position you're in if you document your journey on a day-to-day basis that is your authentic self most of the time and if you share your story and if you share your interest that's that's got nothing to do, that might not always have something to do with the business, but it makes you relatable. And I think people are, uh, sometimes people are afraid of showing a different side to them, but I show a bit my marriage life. I show a bit of, about my, um, about some of my, you know, for example, my fitness journey. What that does, it allows to show people that actually I'm not only growing in my business, but I'm a person that, I you know, strives to grow in my personal life. And that is, and, and what you realize, even on social media, when you're posting content, the personal content does better than the business content why because even if you look at algorithms on facebook right now there's you know they're saying they they need to make the content needs to be more personalized it needs to be more it can't be a business it can't be a businessy sort of pitch anymore that doesn't work
0: absolutely and it's the same on linkedin's algorithm as well Uh, when you when you're a company page sharing content you're you're less likely to sort of um, be pushed up the newsfeed, if you will, um, by LinkedIn mm-hmm. if you publish it from a business page. Whereas if you publish it from a personal page, uh, your personal LinkedIn account, then um, that that post is more likely to, to be seen by by more people. Uh, and it's yes. because of what you just mentioned. Um, wh- what I was going to say is, um, you know, the reason why I'm bringing up the whole community feel and the whole sorry the whole uh, content marketing feel with with, with personalized uh, personalized brand is because Putting that content out there as you say it builds trust and it, it allows people to relate to you and that in turn helps you to build a community right and, and your community could live on instagram it could be your instagram following that could be an extension of your, mm-hmm. your of your uh, community and those and those uh, people will naturally funnel towards your product and your business uh, because they're relating to you on instagram
1: so even um, if, even from a sales point of view if you look if you if you want to look at this from a more practical sales point of view how, the biggest struggle that we have as sales professionals, any business development managers within, within, within the SaaS space or business space, this, they struggle with following up. They struggle with the nurturing side of it. If, you get, if you're posting content, if you're creating content every single day, what you're, what you're subconsciously doing is nurturing that client, is nurturing and following up with that client without them knowing. Because they, if, if you're showing up all the time, they will remember you. You're at the forefront of their mind. And that is that is the power of putting content out there and building a community that most people don 't think about
0: that's so so true i mean there's there's been many times where we've word defied my agency when we're, we're we're talking to a potential client and uh you know and they say you know any agency only will know this're gonna, we're going to come back to you next week or we'll come back to you in, in a couple of weeks or or so on and so forth, and then, they, mm. and then they, I see them consuming my content on LinkedIn or Instagram, I see them watching the Instagram story, and I know I don't have to follow up anymore because the, the decision maker has actually re- been reminded, because he saw my story, he's reminded, uh, you know, uh, subconsciously that, oh, I've got to get back to Kaya about that uh, conversation we had.
1: So mm. uh,
0: I, I know that happens, uh, that's not just something that happens in theory, that really does happen um, in practice as well, so very, very important point there. And again, it all, it all leads back to community. And that person um, becomes part of the community because they're consuming your content. And you know, if you're leading them back to a forum, great. If you're leading them back to your blog, fantastic. And as you said previously, that community needs to spread out across all different channels. And, and that's exactly how the community grows, by sort of getting three or four people interested in your brand from, from Instagram, three or four people interested from Pinterest, uh, 10 people from Facebook, and suddenly they're, they're congregating on your website on a regular basis, you know, they're becoming repeat visitors, not just visiting once and leaving. Uh, and, you know, if they're, if they're in the um, buyer journey, if they're looking to, to purchase your product or subscribe to your SaaS product, then, you know, they're in the perfect position to do that now. So, yeah, I think you've given us some, some fantastic things to think about there uh, and, and some, some good reasons for, for companies to, uh, to consider a community building strategy in 2019. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you think is uh, relevant? Uh,
1: people think about I think people, the, the, the thing that most people think is struggle with is how do they start building a community? And I think most people don't realize that you can't just rely on the online world of building a community. You have to, like I call it the, the relationship between marketing and sales, the balance between offline and online. You have to do a series of things offline. In order to build as in order to not only get people online to build a relationship online but to to have a stronger level of trust because you still can't take away the face-to-face of of doing something so for example uh, i built a 5000 plus young entrepreneur community in about in seven cities of the world and one of the things that i did was wherever i traveled all i did was i set up a i set up a a young a, a meetup event And that meetup just brought people together. And the fact is there wasn't no sales process there. There wasn't no sort of pitch there. People just came together. And what that allowed me to do was then, okay, funnel them into into one of my communities or get them onto my newsletter. or start a conversation about something else or get them into a WhatsApp group. And now other people are leading these communities for me. So I've now stepped away from this and other people are consistently doing the work for me, which which saves me a lot of time and, and, and trouble. So sometimes people think, okay, how do we do that online but actually what? let's start off by doing something offline let's bring people together in a very natural very casual way and then look to okay let's now build our brand online
0: that's super interesting because um another potential issue in the software space is that a lot of a lot lot of software companies think that if they're going to throw an event if they're going to host an event it needs to be every single time it needs to be big glamorous and impressive right but what what you're saying is that you know you could just do a simple meetup, you know, uh, that's organized in a week uh, in, in the, in the, com- the company sort of home city as well. Br- bring 20 people together for, for, for lunch or dinner and just meet, meet people who are interested in your product, meet, meet your customers and your clients. Uh, and I think that would be a, a hugely, uh, uh, and you've proved it as well and with what you just said, you know, 5,000 uh, 5, strong community across seven cities. It's something that can catch on. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be uh, in, in, inside a, a grand hotel once a year it can be done sort of uh, throughout the year on a smaller you scale
1: know, you know what the funny thing is I don't even pick a venue. I pick a hotel lobby. I just get people to turn up at that hotel lobby, and I'm just make sure I'm there half an hour early to make sure if there's any people who are looking lost, who are looking a bit troubled, so they can come and find me. So yeah. even it kind of says, okay, let's 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 kind of take away the business. They've been working all day. Let's take away that. Let's just bring people together and 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 get them to in, enjoy meet like-minded people. Because if you think about a community, what is a community? We all want to be. We all want to have a feeling of belonging. We all want to meet other people who actually understand and relate to us. And that's what community is about. And if you, if that's not the core of what you do as a uh, building a community, then you're, then you're going to miss out on everything else.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. See, I think a lot of companies, a lot of software companies as well, because I work with them often, they'd see that as as scrappy, right? They'd see that as our, you know, it's not, it's not quite prestige enough for, for our brand, you know, but really it's not scrappy. It doesn't have to be scrappy. It's casual, you know, and as you say, a community, it, it needs people to belong, right? And to belong, it needs to be a casual setting. It can't be, you know, a stiff upper lip all the time. There does need to be that element of just, you know, relaxing and chatting and talking. And it goes back to the, you know, content from a personal brand as well, where it's not as professional all the time. It's a little bit more casual. It's a little bit more personal. And um, yeah, I think I think there is a, this notion that you can't afford to be casual. You can't afford to appear as a little bit scrappy in case you, you, you mm-hmm. damage your brand. But I think- you know
1: what, If, if, if ahead, you, you want to I- make, if you want to make your brand look fancy, if you want to make your brand look amazing, why don't you take that community? Don't really promote that community. Meetup and Eventbrite and these, and, and these sort of platforms promote a lot of these things for yourself. So just make sure you've got your copyright and, and, and you're good to go. But when you're bringing people together, the key thing that people don't realize, this is the perfect opportunity for people to create content. One, you've got people that you can podcast, interview on a podcast. Two, you can ha- you can take the stories of these individuals and share those stories on on social media platforms when it comes to creating content. And thirdly, you can you can just allow people, you know, kind of say, okay, these are my customers, without even saying to your customers.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a it's a content creation opportunity as well. 100% agree with you. I think that's a fantastic piece of advice as well there to, to use those community meetups to produce content. Absolutely. Abdul, I'm going to move us on to the quick fire question rounds. So, are you go ready for, for them? There's going to be three of them and uh, they're going to come quick, I suppose.
1: Go for
0: it. Okay. So, firstly, what's your favorite social network at the moment and why?
1: Uh, God, has to be, has to be Instagram
0: okay yeah i do know you're active on there um it's probably it's probably the same for me right now as well actually second one is whose content are you consuming the most right now
1: i don't consume other people's content i i'm just um i'm very much i'm very much focused on creating my own content and and consuming the content of my community
0: i like that (laughs) i like that a lot okay and give us one quick tip uh on how to produce content that makes an impact
1: stories i think you got to get that and take a strip away the logic and 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 focus on the emotion and how you want people to feel and and and, and make sure it's human
0: love it love it abdul you've been fantastic uh that was abdul shakur from the etica agency uh if people want to reach you online how can they do that what's the best way to reach you
1: um if they type my name in abdul shakur uh ldn uh sounds for london if you type there in any on any, any social media platform they can find me on there
0: Excellent. And we'll be able to link to your website and your LinkedIn page through the Wordify yep. podcast um, uh, show notes as well. So anybody who wants to get in touch with Abdul Shakur can do so uh, through that link. Abdul, thank you very much again for coming on the show. No it's
1: appreciated. appreciate it. I look, for, uh, look forward to kind of connecting with everyone and getting everyone's thoughts as well. Thanks again. Perfect.
0: OK, and that's it. So, uh, yeah, that's perfect. We're going to hit over 20 mark, 20 minute mark. So that's f- fantastic. I think you mm-hmm. gave us some, some, some great insights, Abdul. Thank you very much, man.
1: No worries, my noise. Uh, can I get a copy of the sound file for this podcast? Because the only reason is I want to promote you and I want to share it on my podcast and send it out to my newsletter. Absolutely. So, as long as if, 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 I can, if I can get that and I can promote that out there as well.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you now. I think this is going to save it to the cloud immediately. And as soon as I get it, I'll send it over to you.
1: Perfect. I'm much appreciated.
0: Okay. Thank you. Have, have a great Friday.
1: No worries, man. You too. Take
0: care. Bye bye.